Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Darren and Lito will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American Ninja Warrior Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Hapa podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and with me today is Lita. How are you doing, Lita? I'm I'm doing okay. This um this indoor Seattle rainy weather has me feeling uh, a little bit under the weather today. I have a little bit of a cold, so I apologize if uh, any of the vocal quality is less than my usual. But it's probably just that we're in the Pacific Northwest. There's all these people from Alaska. They're cold, so I have a cold. There it is. Uh, that's definitely the case. I just take on a lot of sympathy for these American Ninja Warriors. Mm, yes, this was a uh, this was a difficult episode. I hated this episode. Uh, we are here. I hated this for so many reasons. Yes, in Seattle, Tacoma, um, and we're gonna see no finishers. Yeah, no finishers, and only only three people even made it to the ninth obstacle. Yeah, the power tower is like nothing. Like. <laughs> It's not exciting. It's not even finishers. We finally got our answer to what happens if uh, nobody finishes. I want. I still want to know what happens if only one person finishes because I still think they should automatically get the fast pass. Mm, that's probably that's probably true. They probably should, but they. I think it would just be the finisher plus the fastest. Uh, yeah, the fastest. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, we have a, a course here, uh, starting with the shrinking steps, as uh, usual, then the lunatic ledges, uh, then the barrel roll. Um, I still like the barrel. I feel like I barely saw it in this episode. Um, barely? <laughs> yeah. Did you barely see it? Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, then the lightning bolts. The lightning bolts. That's I saw a lot of those. Yes. A lot of people falling off of them. Mm. Uh, then the warped wall into the salmon ladder. Then the floating monkey bars. I felt like this episode was just watch people do the lightning bolts and the floating monkey bars. Yeah, I also um, got to say, I love the name of the floating monkey bars because I wrote down after Nick Hansen went, I wrote the monkey bar thingy and then found out that they are called the floating monkey bars. Great name for an obstacle. Whatever I would call it anyway is what you should call the obstacle. There you go. Uh, so then we get to obviously what you would call call this obstacle, the Northwest Passage. Oh, duh. Yeah. yeah you wrote this one down. You're like, oh, yeah, the Northwest Passage thingy. That looks exactly when I see some weird hooks on like a U-shaped climbing wall. I think that looks exactly like the Northwest Passage. Obviously. Uh, and then that was the end of the course. There was no spider trap. They they heard my complaints. They, yeah, they did. Um, I'm not just Wikipediaing the Northwest Passage because I was going to make a comment about it and I uh, didn't want to sound dumb, but it is where I thought it was <laughs> in the Northwest. But, oh, is, is it you know. in the Northwest? <laughs> Yeah. So thank you for Googling that for us. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's uh, it's from the European and Northern Atlantic point of view. There you go. Which is, you know, what our Northwest is. Mm. Because, see, the world is round, so Northwest could be anywhere, depending on where you are. Mm. Like, if you're standing on your head. Yeah, but... Northwest is Australia. That, that just changes your perspective. It doesn't change how we decide to call things the Northwest. Right. But it's how we decide, which is why it's, uh, it specifies that it's from the European and Northern Atlantic point of view. Okay. But I'm just if, reading the first sentence on the Wikipedia if, page. <laughs> if we all collectively decide something, one person can't just be like, Nope, that's Northwest. Um, a lot of white dudes explored the Northwest passage. Gonna, gonna assume there was some racism going on here. <laughs> It's a racist passage. <laughs> Only racists explore this passage. The ninth obstacle is canceled. Oh boy. Problematic. Alright. So uh what 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 a what a strange episode we have here. Uh yeah. where there are no finishers and a lot of early defeats. Um but we start with Nick Hansen. Who, uh, who is going to uh, be able to get all the way to the floating monkey bars. Uh, so, you know, he, we start strong. It seems like, uh, all right, 
first person gets to the floating monkey bars. That's uh, that's pretty good. That's the eighth obstacle. We're doing pretty well here. Um, Nick Hansen is just barely going to qualify for Vegas in uh, the 11th spot. Uh, but uh, but things are just going to go downhill from here. Yeah. I mean, like, this is one of those things where, like, before we were talking about, like, the level of competition, not just among the women, but like generally like the fields being stacked disproportionately. And it's like, oh, well, maybe like the course is just like easier here or whatever. So like it would have shaken out the same no matter what. But it's like this course is undeniably so much harder than every other course. Yeah. Like it's not close. Yes. Uh, we saw a lot of uh, big names going down in various places. Uh, it's I, I think that this this course was not one that you could get through on physicality, uh, which is yeah. usually how the qualifying courses go, is that if you are just like physically able enough, you have enough grip strength, enough, uh, you know, strength to weight ratio and you have good enough, like decent enough body control. Just if you're athletic enough, then you can get through like Olympic gymnasts can typically get through a decent amount of the qualifying course, maybe some of the uh, city finals courses. Um, there's not a lot of like super technical skill that you need from uh, from these courses. But this one in particular really requires a lot of very detailed and technical ability, um, as well as uh, an intense amount of, uh, you know, strength and, you know, climbing ability, especially once you get to the Northwest Passage. Um, but particularly with the lightning bolts here, where, you know, I mean, that was obviously a part of the qualifying course, but in the qualifying course, you could fail on the lightning bolts and still right. qualify. Uh, so that uh, that didn't matter too much. And so when people went down, it wasn't a huge deal. Um, but here, if, if you just if you are not precise on those lightning bolts, you are going to fall and then you're not going to Vegas. And then the same thing is true on the floating monkey bars. Uh, and it's the same it's the same type of grip as well. You're holding on to yeah. a bar. So you've already done something that requires a lot of precise uh, precision precision um, which, you know, when you're gripping, like the more precise you have to be, the tighter I believe you have to be holding the bar to control it in the way that you need to. The tighter you're holding the bar, the more grip strength you're uh, you're using. So you have to do that through the lightning bolts. Then you get to the floating monkey bars. Of course, you have to do the salmon ladder as well, which is similar, but they're very used to that uh, floating monkey bars. You have to land it in that little nook in that little hook. Um, and if you miss, then it really, really taxes your grip because you're holding on with one hand and you're swinging and it's a moving bar. So uh, like you, as we saw, like if you miss even once, you're really just hanging on by the tips of your fingertips and that is going to severely tax your grip strength. So you need to be very, very perfect and precise on the floating monkey bars. And if you manage to get through all of that, then your grip strength, I imagine, is very taxed when you try to take on the Northwest Passage. And that's why we saw uh, people did not even get close to completing the Northwest Passage because I, their grip strength was already gone. Yeah, exactly. It's too much of similar things. And it's also too much room for error with one small mistake. Like one small mistake takes you out, which is not the case on every obstacle. Yeah. And, and not for nothing, Northwest Passage also requires a lot of precision with right. the hooking the, the, the things into uh, the, um, the things. Uh, so uh, Northwest Passage, we haven't even described it. It's uh, you you grab these like little handles with upward hooks and you have to, you know, stick them into the wall and then hook like lock them in place with the hook fit going up, uh, if that makes any sense. Um, and so you have to go down a, uh, a slanted sort of slope there and then back up and then down again. And then you dismount. Uh, nobody managed to get uh, up the the second, the upward slope. Yeah, this qualifying course, uh, this finals course is too hard. It's disproportionate. I understand that there's always going to be variation between some of the courses, but the, it's not fun when you don't expect anybody to finish after a certain part of the episode. I like I I, do, I actually don't mind it overall. I think the biggest problem I had with it was that 
one of the majorly difficult obstacles was in the qualifying course, half right. of it. And so because of that, we saw a lot of athletes drop that really should have been qualifying. It was kind of a crapshoot as to whether or not you got through the lightning bolts. And uh, I feel like if the lightning bolts had been a back half of the course obstacle, then it would have been a little more balanced. Uh, you know, even just put Northwest Passage you know, earlier in the course. And most people, I think, would have been able to get through that uh, and put the more finicky ones toward the end, where if you fall there, you still have a good chance of qualifying. Um, But yeah, it was it was definitely a rough night here. Maybe they uh, needed to make sure that Northwest Passage looked really bad because they can never reuse it again unless they go to the Pacific Northwest again. It's not like you can take the Northwest Passage and put it in the Baltimore qualifiers for next year. Honestly, like Northwest Passage to me reminded me a lot of the um, I think they called it the hang climb or something from stage three yeah. uh, that, um, you know, Drew Dreschel used to fall on every single year. Uh, it reminded me a lot of that. And honestly, maybe even a little more difficult, uh, mm-hmm. probably a lot more difficult, to be honest. Uh, yeah, because you have to put it in a certain spot rather than just grabbing yeah, it. So I, I, like, I could see that as the, as a stage three obstacle in that spot after the body prop like uh that's how that's how tough that one is but then they'll have to call it the pacific west west <laughs> if it's in vegas i mean do they have like to sort of southwest it's a it's a passage you could still be passaging northwest but it it would, <laughs> it would they would have to face the entire stage three to face northwest so that you can pass northwest the vegas is sort of the southwest though well, I, but but you can, you can be aiming northwest. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or is it sponsored by Kim Kardashian's daughter, Northwest? There, yeah, that's it. Did you know that that was the name of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's daughter? It's first name North and last name West, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I I mean, I kind of maybe I wouldn't if you had asked me, I wouldn't have been able to tell you, but I wasn't surprised to hear it. Oh, okay, pop culture. I've heard it before. Savvy. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. You're a huge Kardashian stan. Obviously, you know, it's a big, big in the reality TV world. You know, you got to keep up with them. Yeah. So, so Nick Hansen is going to make it to the, uh, the floating monkey bars. He will qualify. We then had, uh, Jeremy Taiwo, uh, who is a decathlete. Um, he's an Olympic athlete, uh, Olympic decathlete. Um, he's, uh, he's one of these Olympic athletes that's going to compete. That's what I said. Like physicality, you know, did enough for him in the qualifying course. Um, but, uh, not this time. He, he went out very quickly. Yeah. This is sort of like a whole string of bummers <laughs> for a while but his dad was really cute he was also an olympic athlete for nigeria there you go uh we then had jake murray right away uh remember when he ate that corn dog you know you never know what to expect he <laughs> ate a corn dog once that was literally three years ago uh so this time in the qualifying course, he came out as uh, as Hannibal Lecter in a in a straight jacket. But oh, it wasn't really a straight jacket; it was a tearaway suit. But guess what, guys? Didn't really work out for him the first time around. Yeah, he's describing it to us like we aren't literally looking at it while he's talking. He's like, "So I was in Grant McCartney wheeled me out, and I was in this thing, and it kind of kind of looked like a straight jacket." It's like we know, we can see it. You can just tell us about the, the having to do two takes. Mm. Yes. So, uh, it was, it was funny to watch the, uh, mm-hmm. the failure the first time. Um, but it did, it did feel like I was, that we were being set up for, for more failure in the future. Uh, like, uh, oh, you know, hopefully we don't screw things up. I'm going to take it, take it easy on this one. Um, but Jake Murray is going to be the first of, of many here that go down very early on the lightning bolts. And that's going to be it for his season. You know what they say, if you can't get out of your straitjacket body suit properly, you're not going to get through the course properly. There it is. So that's that's it for uh, for Jake Murray. No, no, uh, no corn dogs to be had in Vegas. Second time we haven't seen him in Vegas in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, if, uh, you know, Grant should be very happy that he was not competing in this season. <laughs> Wait, oh, Grant's not competing in this? Uh, competing oh. in this uh, on this city, I meant to say. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, did something happen? Because because Grant has also had some trouble making it to Vegas here, and uh, Vegas, this yeah. would not have been a good course for him, I imagine. Um, right. Jackson Meyer is also going to uh, to fail here on the lightning bolts. No, uh, no Boy Scout ninja. Oh no! 
And then uh, Glenn Albright as well is going to fail on those lightning bolts. You know what his job is? Glenn Albright is a meat carver. Mm. So this was the montage of all of Lita's faves <laughs> going out on the lightning the bolts. The lightning bolts uh, working in your favor at the start of the episode. Only at the start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up is David Moonen, who is going to make it to the floating monkey bars. Um, and he is one of the, he's the second fastest to the floating monkey bars. We'll see him qualify for Vegas. Yeah. And he's the CEO of a canoe making company, which to me just means that he makes canoes and sells them. That, I mean, sounds like it. Yeah. That tracks to me. Yeah. But he just calls himself a CEO. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you can. CEO could stand for canoe enthusiast operator. operator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we get to Maddie Howard, who is uh, a nurse and a nurse here uh, in the in ICU nurse. 23 years yeah. old. Yeah. And uh, her body is ridiculous. Yeah. Good for Maddie. She's very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was saying in the qualifying episode, poor other women here that, uh, they, <laughs> they have to deal with Megan Martin and Jesse Graff. Uh, but, uh, but Maddie Howard, uh, pro- proves us wrong. Maddie Howard makes it all the way to the flying, uh, the, the floating monkey bars. And, uh, she's gonna, she's gonna qualify for Vegas. Yeah, she does. And she qualifies outright. So bo- both of the women who qualified did qualify outright in this episode. Yeah. Which is great. Um, there was no like women's role in play. And the person in 13th place was also a woman. So we were very close to having three out of 12 qualifiers be women. Mm, yeah. Remember that time that two women qualified that didn't make it to the back half of the course? <laughs> yeah. It makes me so mad. And so it's like we, pa- we packed this city with like top tier female competitors and then we made the course impossible real yeah real hard um so but but it almost worked out it almost it almost made it almost easier for the women to qualify in some ways yeah but that's only because they had like the most exceptional women in competition right. here <laughs> literally the most exceptional woman maybe the thought was if we make the course super hard and we stack the women then we might see more women make it into the top uh, tier and then we can be like it's the fantastic five we did it yeah I guess maybe that was the thinking but that sucks that women are getting screwed over and women who don't necessarily deserve it are making it to fit their like optics yeah it's, you know it's it's it's, uh, it's a strange thing when there's a rule that advances to women and like it sounds more fair, right? Because it used to just be, mm-hmm. we're just going to invite all the, all the big name women, uh, yeah. regardless of how they do in qualifying. Um, right. and they changed, that was the wild, right? Part, they changed, which was nothing. Yeah, they, yeah. They changed the rule to make it theoretically more fair, which is that you have to qualify. And, and, you know, there's a, there's two spots in each city, but then it's, it's really just comes down to who gets picked for what city sometimes yeah uh, yeah so i mean yeah. thankfully this one wasn't because of it's not sand it's not that sandy didn't qualify because of anything that had to do with the women's role like this was like completely fair and outright it just wasn't fair because of the way that this was all stacked i honestly i think i'm officially out on on the women's role mm-hmm. it's just we don't need it like i get the idea i think that the solution like it was in good faith because the wild card didn't make any sense and i found the wild card very patronizing i think it's better to just get rid of the wild card we have enough people in vegas i don't really know why we would need this yeah well you're saying get rid of the get, like like get rid of any any special rule whatsoever yeah i i really don't think we need it i don't know like it it is like a a noble effort to make sure that you have women in vegas but i don't think you need it i think no matter what we're gonna have women in vegas three almost qualified here on their own it wasn't in play in this season i think if you do a more even distribution of strong women across the court and i understand that some people are surprises like they didn't know that maddie howard was going to best megan martin here like how could they but it's also like you have to know that putting megan and jesse in the same city when there are cities that don't have any recognizable women is a mistake Mm. yeah i i i feel like uh i i I sort of see where you're coming from i feel like they'll never do it though like they they want 
uh, they want at least, you know, 12 women to show in Vegas. And, uh, you know, this is a way of ensuring that they have plenty of women to to show in Vegas. And like, uh, while we did lose one big name for the most part, it also ensures that uh, the, the biggest name women are going to be in Vegas. And that's what they they want to have all the biggest names there as they as as many as they can to, uh, you know, promote the the final national finals i know it just feels so patronizing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hear you in a lot of ways like uh i don't know but it is better than than wild cards even if it's only maybe like the very top woman outside of the uh the top 12 would be better i don't know also why is it now top 12 and not top 15 what was the reason for that uh, the, the, it's this, it's the top two women plus the safety pass, um, you know, takes 15 from each city minus two women minus the safety pass or a speed yeah, pass but or if, whatever it is. But if this was just, if the women's world didn't exist, then it would still be the top 14 minus the speed pass. Right. Yeah. So Sandy Zimmerman would have qualified. Um, she was 13th. The women's rule screwed her out of a spot. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so that sucks. That yeah, that is weird because because the two women were in the top uh 12, then we only saw 13 people from the city move on instead of 15. Right. Yeah, yeah it's not fair. It incentivizes women to do worse. If one woman had done worse, then if Maddie had done worse and come in 13th and she and Sandy were 13th and 14th, then they both would have made it. That's so stupid. If like one more man was in there, you know what I mean? Mm, I don't. If the top 12 were, oh wait, if she no. wasn't in the top 12, then she would have just taken the second just she, female yeah, spot. Yeah. So there would have been another person, but it wouldn't have been Sandy. E- either way, without the women's role, we would still have 14 people going. Sandy would have qualified outright. Yeah. So that's that's dumb. Yeah, I, I feel like at the very least, if the women make it, if they qualify in their own right, then the women, the women rule should be applied to those that don't qualify. Yeah, or at least the top one. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I'm just mad that Sandy didn't qualify. <laughs> it's stupid. Yes. Well, uh, well, Maddie did. Uh, very happy for yeah. Maddie. Um, yes. I uh, really enjoyed seeing her on the course. Um, she made it all the way to the, the floating monkey bars and she made it there very quickly. Uh, she was um, yeah, like in the middle of the pack above, uh, you know, four other men that made it there um, fairly significantly faster than, than some of them as well. So uh, very, very good job by Maddie Howard there. Um, so then we get to uh, Christy Marie, who uh, went down on the broken bridge. Um, Another Alaskan. Mm, Sean Darling Hammond uh, went uh, out on the floating monkey bars. He was the, I believe, the slowest. Yes, the slowest to the floating monkey bars by uh, by a long while, actually, uh, by almost, uh, you know, a good 40 seconds or so slower than Nick Hansen. Um, and I don't know how fast uh, Sandy was, but uh, I can't imagine she was much slower than Sean Darling Hammond. Um, but he went down on those floating monkey bars uh, trying to make that dismount. And then Scott Barron's. Scott Barons, uh, he is the guy who he has, uh, he has kids who competed on, uh, well, what was it? The Ninja Warrior Junior. American Ninja Warrior Junior. Yeah. yeah. We didn't watch that. No, we didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like these, uh, every time it's mentioned that like, uh, parents train with their kids, they're always on American Ninja Warrior Junior. Is it possible to be on that show if your parent isn't on American Ninja Warrior? I imagine so. It just seems like all of them, like between all these kids that have ninja parents. I can tell you, there, there is a there is a um a female version of Sasuke, like a female only version. Um, I can't pronounce the the Japanese name for it. Uh, but uh, I watched that. It's actually it's actually very good. And there's uh like this really awesome uh woman that that uh was really good on it. But um, but there was an element of like uh like a lot of the women that were competing in that had to had to have not had to but like they all had like male counterparts from the from yeah, Sasuke they had like a relationship with them yeah, yeah like uh and they were they would be on the sidelines like yeah go <laughs> yeah 
So uh, they really they really do like to um, you know uh, use the the star power of uh, of their main show to uh, to sell these these uh, side ones. They they should have uh, they should have that for college madness too. They should have uh, like coaches. Yeah. yeah, I mean they cut any like college student that's on the show now any 19 year old like the kid or whatever they're like oh yeah like it's like Drew Dreschler Sonny being like I've had my eye on him for a while uh, you know whoever like we've met once Um, all right. So Scott Barron's, he, he has, uh, I, 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 they seem to imply that his kids did well in American Ninja Jr., but I don't know. Yeah. One of the kids got three buzzers, whatever that means. There you go. Um, he made it all the way to the floating monkey bars, uh, of course, and then went down as most people did. He is also going to qualify for Vegas. Great. All right. Then we get to Lance Picus. Lance Picus. His shirt is so stupid. Oh, this he had the it's, beef shirt. It says beef. It's what's for ninja. What? You know, it's funny you say that because I was going to say <laughs> I liked the outfit. Why? His jeans don't fit and his shirt is stupid. I like the outfit because normally he doesn't have a shirt and I like him oh. with a shirt. Hmm, I think I would rather him have no shirt than have a really stupid shirt. Uh, we've talked about it before. I just, I just, I haven't liked his look in the past. Uh, I, I liked, I liked the look. He had a shirt. It looked, it looked good. Yeah, it had a, it had a dumb phrase on it, but, uh, yeah, he's making progress. I, I'm just, uh, adamantly against a, apparel of the beef council. <laughs> you're, you're, you're still pro big spider. Pro big spider. Yeah, anti, yeah. anti big beef. Right, anti big beef. Unless the beef council is like tribal council, but it's all cows, because that sounds adorable. <laughs> what do they then cook the ones they vote out? No, no. <laughs> uh, they go to the jury like any other. Yeah, that's definitely where they go. <laughs> they go to the big jury in the sky, Taryn. It's, they go to a jury upstate. They're playing at a farm in the jury house. Uh, yeah, it's the Ponderosa, at, Ponderosa farm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Ponderosa is actually the name of a steakhouse. <laughs> the Ponderosa buffet. Ponderostum. All right. Um huh. so <laughs> Lance Peak is uh gonna not find success on the course here. He is going to go down as well on the lightning bolts, as many many others are. Uh he is another big name to uh be struck by lightning here. Yeah. Remember when he got the final spot in qualifying, even though Jesse Graff was there? <laughs> He was like their big star. So I was happy to see him going in the middle and very happy to see Jesse going last. Mm. All right. Then we have Carson Voiles, uh, who is uh, going to be a big name of the night here. Jeez, he's had a rough year. Yes, yes. Everybody's sick. His 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 father was uh, was having organ failure and looked like he was going to 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 die. And he said goodbye to his father, but then he managed to uh, to survive and and live through it. And he was you know uh, interviewed in the thing, and he also had um, his wife had like a tumor. And like mm-hmm. and he's been sick yeah, with stomach issues. Like, uh, yeah. it's, uh, you know, at least at least he, you know, maybe he's so used to adversity that this course did not did not phase him, and he was uh, able to pull through here. Man, it must be so awkward to say goodbye to somebody that you're sure is going to die, and then they pull through. It's like when you say goodbye, and then you both walk in the same direction. Mm, it's like, oh, oh, I was that was a good goodbye. Yeah, now I've got nothing to say when you actually die. Yeah, I already yeah. told you everything. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I revealed all those secrets. It's going to make things weird going forward. All my tattoos. Yeah, I already told you about how I uh, I sabotaged the lightning bolt obstacle so that I could get <laughs> the speed pass. Yikes. Don't tell anyone. Wow. I know they're coming to interview you. <laughs> what an accusation to Carson Voiles. <laughs> All right. Well, he uh, he did manage to get through the lightning bolts um, and he also got through the flying monkey bars, not without a little bit of trouble. But uh, he was the first person to face the uh, the Northwest Passage Um, does not get too far on it, though. I believe he 
made it down and then the second he started trying to go up uh he uh he went down yeah it's tough yeah so there you go but uh he's going to get there fairly quickly um uh so you know he's he's gonna he's gonna be able to uh get in that top two spot yeah, this must have been weird because the people who qualified for the power tower probably were not expecting all night to be going to the power tower. <laughs> so probably were like cooling down and like eating a snack. Yeah. They're like, well, we didn't finish. So why would we? Yeah. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Then we had, uh, I believe we had a, a, a lightning bolts montage where we yeah. saw uh, Rainer, Junt, Gavin Maxwell, Ben Martin, Bart Copeland all going down on the lightning. Lots. They said half the competitors uh, that night were had been had fallen that's, on the lightning bolts up until that point. That's too many for the first half of the course. Yeah. Uh, then we see Sandy Zimmerman and there, I was, I was a little bit here at first, like, okay, cause they're first mom to make it up the warped wall. Uh, she has become a superstar. She is, uh, you know, she is famous now for being the first mom to do it. Uh, and it was like, um, like, this hasn't aired yet. <laughs> yeah, not only has it aired, not aired yet, it wasn't even true. Uh, she I was, the, she did, she, she hit, she hit the buzzer. So she mm-hmm. was the first to hit a buzzer because she did it in qualifying and the others did it in the city finals. So they didn't hit a buzzer when they did it. So I think mm-hmm. that's why ultimately they went with Sandy because she did it in qualifying. And so when they air it, qualifying is obviously going to come before finals, even though they did the other thing first. And ultimately it really and doesn't also- matter. When you cut to the clip, it's way more satisfying to have them hitting a buzzer when they hit the top door. Yeah. But other than just keep going to the salmon ladder. But it still, it still does feel like, uh, like it's pretty arbitrary that she did it theoretically yeah. first and, uh, and now she gets all like the credit and the superstardom that they claim her to get, which I mean, is she really getting superstardom? Wow. Taryn, famous Sandy Zimmerman hater, <laughs> underminer. Um, well, she talked about how she had a rough childhood, um, and that, uh, she is, she is now, uh, this is, so this, this newfound success is, is, uh, was unexpected. Yes. Yes. And, uh, now she inspires kids in her community, which is great. Yes. Because the foster system is very effed up. All right. So she did make it through the lightning bolts. She got, uh, all the way through the salmon ladder and then went on to the monkey bar, the floating monkey bars, uh, just did not quite get there fast enough. Um, she, as we talked about, very nearly got there fast enough, but not quite enough. And she did go down on the floating monkey bars. So she is just going to miss out on Vegas. Yeah, I'm upset Yeah, <laughs> for the first of two times. Uh, then we see Leif Sundberg, who was uh, who to- who competed in the power tower in, uh, mm-hmm. in the qualifying. Um, he is also going to go down on the lightning bolts. He didn't get the pass, did he? No, that was um, Sean Bryan. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. Uh, then we saw Matt Dolce, Dolce uh, who went out on the floating monkey bars and mm-hmm. did qualify for Vegas. And then we uh, we went to Dan Yeager. We joined him uh, somewhere on the course uh, a little bit it's through. Like fourth obstacle, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know he's going to do well because Dan Yeager always gets montage. <laughs> yes. So they were like, oh, we have to show him because he made the <laughs> stupid power tower. It's so, sad. so we're still going to skip part of his run. Yeah, he's like the the least appreciated Wolfpack member by the show. Yes, uh, he did manage to get through the lightning bolts. That's a big deal. And he then went through the uh, the floating monkey bars. Um, I don't think I saw anybody, obviously, because only three people managed to get through the floating monkey bars. So none of the people that made it through the floating monkey bars made it through perfect. Like nobody just landed every everything. It's, uh, you know, they they had to survive a few misses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's why the monkey bars are sort of, I think, better for the first half of the course than the lightning bolts because you can recover if you miss the lightning bolt because you jump both at once. If you miss, then you're just kind of done. Yeah. 
So uh, he did manage to get through the floating monkey bars and made it all the way down the first slope of the Northwest Passage. And then on the upslope, he started to use that uh, figure four technique that the, that they, we've seen in, in injury before. It's a, it's a climbing technique, as they describe it to us. Um, and that did not get him too far, though, um, that yeah. uh, I, I think. You know, I, I'm still torn on whether or not that's actually a good way to go about this. Uh, my guess would be no. My guess is that if you have to use this technique, then you're probably already too gassed to make it all the yeah. way up because it takes so long to do it and you're still hanging there. Um, my guess is that you just this is one of those obstacles where you just need to have plenty of, of gas in the tank. It's all it's not only about precision, but even if you have the precision, you need to just have the endurance left to to make it all the way through. And the faster you do it, obviously, the better. So um, if you're slowly going up leg by leg, then uh, then you're probably not going to make it through. Yeah, probably not. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel like who who could have done this besides Drew, like someone like um, Josh Levin, maybe. But this just seems so specifically designed for climbers. Mm -hmm. It would have been interesting to see Megan on uh, this course. I, I wanted to see Sean. I want to see Sean oh, take yeah. this one on, but uh, yeah. it didn't work out for us because um, I feel like if anyone could have completed the Northwest Passage in this city, it would have been it would have been Sean. Um, yeah, you're right. But didn't didn't get there as we'll talk about. Um mm -hmm. so then he he falls on the way up that that slope and I was immediately worried because there were like multiple handles falling down on top of him. It looked like he caught it. So I was like, okay, he's fine. But no, actually he just had one in his hand as he went down another, the one that fell did not, was not caught by his hand. It was caught by his head. Um, mm. and he is bleeding profusely from the head as he gets out of the, uh, the water. Just more injuries here. And this one, whereas most of them, I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, uh, they're obstacles. They're tough sometimes. Uh, this one definitely seems unsafe to have those handles and they have some sharp edges. It looks like, uh, and they look yeah. very, heavy too like uh the, 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 this usually with obstacles like this they're attached to some kind of wire or string so that when the person falls they the the bar or whatever it is won't fall down on top of them but not the case with this one and immediately only three people did this obstacle and one of them was injured by this and we'll <laughs> talk about it when Je when it, jesse falls when jesse fell the same thing happened she just happened to not get hit by them yeah yeah, and Dan Yeager bleeding from his head is like, oh man, okay, qualified for Vegas, gonna go lie down. And they're like, no, you have to do more ninja. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, if, uh, looking forward to the power tower, uh, is it any wonder Dan had a couple of misses there? Yeah, no, he's like, am I concussed? Like, <laughs> oh boy. Um, so, uh, so that's what happened. They really need to fix that handle situation. Um, yeah. then we get to, uh, if that wasn't depressing enough, uh, Megan Martin. I'm always so nervous when she's on the course, like more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, obviously there have been a lot of people falling on the lightning bolts. Very concerned about that. Uh, I gotta say for some, for some reason, I just, I knew something bad was happening here. I just felt I it. thought so. I thought so, too. But it was because Matt and Akbar were like, if ever there was a course that was set up for Meghan Markle, <laughs> Meghan Markle, <laughs> Meghan Martin, um, they're both extremely beautiful <laughs> women um, and their names sound very similar. Um, Meghan Martin. They were like, if any course was ever set up for her, it was this one. I was like, don't say that. Yeah, I think also like it, it it came right on the tail of um of of Dan Yeager making it all the way right. like, like further than anyone else, and they usually don't do two in a row that make it really far. Um, yeah. So I was uh, I wasn't like fully like oh this is definitely I just had a bad feeling and yeah it uh, it was right right to have a bad feeling because. Uh, she, I believe, did go down on the lightning bolts in qualifying. And so uh, when she gets back here again, uh, she is unfortunately once again going to fall here on the lightning bolts. This time, it's not going to be enough to make it to Vegas. First time she's ever not gone to Vegas. Yeah. Which, man, 
they, are they counting how long they've only had the women rule for two seasons now, right? Yeah, but it said that this was the first time in six years that she hasn't gone to Vegas. Right. So I'm wondering if they're counting like the wild card status that they used to have. They, they must. Yeah. They must. Be. She definitely didn't qualify outright right. for all of those years. Um, so it's not quite as sad if you think about it that way. No, but it's still sad for her personally. This yes. is the first time she's ever going to not go to Vegas. Yes. Yeah, uh, it is. It is unfortunate here. Um, so that that's it. That's it for Megan Martin. We're not going to get to see her uh, attempt stage one. Luckily, we still have plenty of other uh, talented women that can take on the course. I, th- I think we have uh, a lot of people who are capable of beating stage one as long as there are no lightning bolts uh, on stage one in Vegas. But none of them are my best friend. It's true. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. All right. Well, we then had Marquez Green, uh, and this was the guy who I think he was the guy with the twin or sibling. I have no idea. Um, he uh, he went out on the lightning bolt, so it doesn't doesn't matter. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember the twins. Yeah. Uh, then we get to Zach Scholes, who went down on the uh, the floating monkey bars, and he will qualify for Vegas um, is 19. One of those 19ers. Uh, then, is that what they're called? Yeah, 19ers. Uh, 19ers? <laughs> no, 19ers. That's it. Okay. Uh, Nate Burkhalter uh, is going to take on the course here. He does make it through the lightning bolts and all the way to the floating monkey bars where he goes down. Again, this, <laughs> this course is literally just floating monkey bars. Uh, lightning bolts or other way around lightning bolts floating yeah. monkey bars uh, Nate Burkhalter will get there fast enough to qualify for Vegas um, then we get to Alex Hatch who was a uh, tugboat guy sailor. he's an apprentice on a tugboat and he has a bull terrier there you go a target dog um, yeah this, this guy We it was like a really long package about his tugboating yeah. and his dog and him shirtless Yes, this is my official why did we see this run of the night. Yeah, and then like this long package and then down on the lightning bolts. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no explanation for you. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're montaging Lauren Ball. Yeah. The fastest to the to the monkey bars, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brandon Varner before Lauren Ball, though, uh, did go uh, all the way uh, to the lightning bolts before going down. Great. Yeah. Uh, then we get to Lauren Ball, who is uh, always entered like he he was going fast. Like that's at least let's see the people who go fast. Uh, he made it all the way to the to the floating monkey bars before, unfortunately, going down. As you said, he was the fastest to the floating monkey bars by uh, a good 10 seconds uh, over David Moonen. Um, so, you know, wish wish you could have seen it. Yeah, but we didn't. But we'll see him in Vegas. Yes. Then we have Sean Bryan, uh, who we were reminded of his injury, uh, which I had forgotten about because it was such a non, you know, factor. I haven't forgotten about it because it's extremely gross and I will never forget the close up footage they showed us of it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to I'm doing my best. Uh, he has the speed pass, which means he's already qualified for Vegas. So this doesn't even matter. And he is going to uh, really take on the course with uh, with reckless abandon and uh, just dominates the lightning bolts. He skips the whole like second part of it, essentially, by uh, going straight from the end of the first part to the second half of the second part and gets through it in three moves, just three moves. Yeah. I mean, it's a bummer that he doesn't have the safety pass because I feel like he could like, you know, do well with it. But it's also sort of like he's gone to stage three both of the last two years. So like of all the people who need it, he's probably someone who's not going to be able to use it anyway. Yeah. I I mean, obviously would have liked to see Sean Bryan with a safety pass, whatever. But I, it's not, I, I don't mind that he doesn't have it because I, like we were talking about it at the start of the season, like is Sean Bryan one of the, one of the greats? And mm-hmm. I feel like he makes it to stage three again this season, three times in a row. That solidifies him in the top echelon of ninjas. If he did it with a safety pass, yeah. it would have been debatable, in my opinion. Yeah. Asterisk. Um, so congrats, Sean Bryan. You now get to prove yourself to us specifically. Exactly. 
<laughs> like, I, I get that you're disappointed you don't have the safety pass, but think about it this way. You'll get to uh, prove yourself to us. So this is a much higher honor. Yeah. Um, so he gets through, he gets all the way to the floating monkey bars, but unfortunately has a lot of trouble locking in the, uh, the bar into the little hooks and he's going to like swing back a good three or four times and continue to miss over and over. And eventually he's just going to fall into the water. We're not going to be able to see him on the Northwest passage. Yeah. RIP. But, uh, at least this course didn't really matter for his ankle. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's all swinging from stuff. <laughs> Then we get to Jesse Graff, and uh, we were reminded of uh, of her history with city finals courses, that she has made it to the ninth obstacle uh, a few times. She even made it all the way to the final obstacle once. Uh, didn't happen to be the spider trap on that one. Bad luck there. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, you know, I, I almost feel like that's one of the reasons why they're still at the spider trap instead of one of the more difficult obstacles, because uh, Jesse Graff should be a city finals finisher. Like, yeah, especially comparing her to Casey, like Casey's final obstacle was like super. It was like just like a spider climb with no yeah. walls. Um, right. Like it was it was easy. And especially like the city finals courses have gotten more difficult since Casey finished it anyway. So the fact yeah. that Jesse even made it to the 10th obstacle, if it if the 10th obstacle itself just by itself had been the same one that Casey had, Jesse would have finished it. Uh, and Jesse had a, a harder course to even get to that point in the first place. So in, in my eyes jesse jesse is basically a city's final course finisher um because i also think that even if it hadn't been casey's if it had been the spider trap the one that they have now i think she would have been able to complete it um so uh so they talk about like she's gotten very close a lot of times can she do it this time and this is one of the reasons why i'm just like why did you put her in this city yeah. if this is going to be her storyline? Like, right. She, she could have completed some of these other ones. I get like she did the best of anybody. It doesn't matter that she didn't make the power tower. because She wasn't fast enough. Screw that. She made it the furthest on the Northwest Passage. She did better than anybody else on this course. Uh, and, you know, uh, come on. <laughs> Yeah, the best ninja in Seattle is a woman. And here's my only theory, my conspiracy theory. They want to make sure that she keeps coming back to ninja <laughs> as her star grows and as she misses stuff for work. So they can't let her finish the city final because they know she'll never quit until she does it. There you go. Yeah, the, the, she can't she can't be Casey Catanzaro level of stardom. They they designed That's what the entire city finals course in seattle to make sure that no one finished they were like casey so abandoned us finish. we've already yep. seen jesse start to abandon us we can't let her mm -hmm. get this one under her belt yeah so if jesse can't finish no one finishes <laughs> so we're gonna make this course impossible clearly clearly um so so that's that's what we're gonna see she she gets all the way through uh i, w I was a little concerned on the lightning bolts but she got through those fine um really just very you know slow and steady here um not that slow but uh you know uh, in comparison to the uh the two that made it there faster she was about a minute behind uh carson and dan um and then so she makes it through the uh the floating monkey bars misses uh, a couple of times i think but manages to get through and then of course uh getting to the northwest passage she gets down the the, the down slope she also uses that figure four technique um but then kind of abandons it and just kind of tries to swing up uh she gets all almost to the top she had like one more one more wrong, essentially, if she'd reached up to that last handle, then she would have been able to transfer over and then gone down. Who knows if she had the, you know, the, the, the strength left to uh, to continue down. But the down is way easier than the up on this one. So yeah. uh, could have come close. Yeah. God, I love her. And just like the best ninja here is a woman. And like that is so cool and like means a lot i don't know there's like so many more women now um but jesse graff has really shown that like she is the one who really like in a lot of ways it was casey but i feel like the consistency of jesse graff has shown that like women can do literally anything um you just have to like do pull-ups with your pig strapped to your body 
in YouTube videos. Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, you know, Casey definitely. I think you know, I I don't think the Casey run will ever be topped in terms of like how much it blew up, and yeah. and I think that like Casey's run will always look the most impressive because of how small right. she was on these big obstacles. Um, yeah. Even though the obstacles now are, I think, more difficult, um, they yeah. don't look as difficult in some cases you have to sort of have the knowledge yeah. that they're that, that they're super difficult um so it's yeah definitely. it's gonna be harder for like it to go viral and like look impressive standing on its own but jesse is definitely um i i'm trying to bring up her uh her placement in um city finals courses but i i'm pretty sure that she is consistently in the top like five in the city finals for the last you know four years or so yeah she's not fast but she goes the furthest out of like most people every year and also credit where credits do Alyssa beard too is like a huge barrier breaker in that she was the only woman to finish stage one last year Mm -hmm. um yeah first woman to finish stage one no I mean, Jesse did it, but it was in, it wasn't in regular competition. It was in like a USA versus the world or whatever. You know, I can't, I can't remember now. Was she the, f- I think Alyssa had no, to be the first. Jesse, in I thought Jesse did the year before. Oh, the year before, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesse finished stage two in a USA versus yes. the world. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Je- I believe Jesse completed stage one. And then the next year, Alyssa did. Alyssa did. And then it. the yeah. next year, no, no one, one did, did even no though a, a yeah. bunch of them came close. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, just it's r- remarkable stuff. Uh, I, I I wish I could have the stats because I feel like I feel like it might not be uh, wrong to say that I don't think Jesse has ever qualified via wild card or uh, women's role. And and if she did, it was like one of her first yeah, seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's incredible. All right. So, uh, unfortunately, though, not going to take part in the uh, the power tower. Uh, we do get to the power tower and um, it's going to be Dan Yeager versus Carson Voiles. Sure. The matchup of the century. And this again, this the power tower. It's not exactly exciting to begin with this version of it. And uh, this one is it's just going to, you know, Dan Yeager, unfortunately, going to have some trouble making it through the uh the first part and then so carson is just kind of kind of do it and win yeah great thrilling stuff it takes about two seconds to watch these things <laughs> so there you go carson voiles has a safety pass yay <laughs> congratulations carson voiles i'm sorry everybody in your life is sick yeah that everybody seems to be doing okay now all right so that's what we have from seattle tacoma uh dan yeager was the fastest to the northwest passage followed by carson voiles who won the safety pass then we had jesse graff who made it to the Northwest Passage, then Lauren Ball, who was the fastest to the Floating Monkey Bars, followed by David Moonen, Matt Dulce, uh, Zach Scholes, Maddie Howard, Scott Behrens, Nate Burkhalter, Nick Hansen, and Sean Darling-Hammond. Uh, those are going to be our people heading to Vegas. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a stacked lineup. I just, there were a lot of disappointments this episode and frustrations. Yes, it was a very, uh, you know, this, this episode did, it felt like, uh, like, just, just get it out. Just get it. Rip off the bandaid. Just go. Just get mm-hmm. to an, get, get to the next one. Yep. But next week we got Baltimore, and then Cincinnati, and then it's Vegas. Yes. Are you so excited? Very excited. Uh, especially I with believe, these, uh, these safety passes. I'm curious to see uh, if we get more people in stage three. That'll be exciting. I believe Vegas airs. The first episode of Vegas airs on my um, one quarter birthday. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. So the big one slash four. Yeah, that's uh, that's more than a twelfth, more than even a sixth. Uh, some some might say more than a fifth. I mean, can you do fifths though? Uh, oh, of birthdays, yeah. I could figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> based on how much I love birthdays. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you're you're opening it up to infinite fractional birthdays. Yeah, please read my memoir, Infinite Fractional Birthdays, where I celebrate my birthday one, every 365. single day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Now, now that's the spirit. You haven't wished me a happy whatever birthday it is for me today. Um, but you know what is happy? We have a review. There you go. 
We have oh uh is that is that all we have from the episode? Were there any Gabajabila moments? We good? I, th- I think there was one, but I don't remember it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um yeah, this might be my favorite review of all time. So uh five stars called Awesome from Nature Ninja Warrior. This podcast is great. Third favorite ninja podcast. I love Darren and I'm vegan just like Lita. <laughs> I too love Darren Armstrong. It's spelled D A R A N. You know, so it's spelled right. It's just Darren. The, this this brings me back. I'm I'm sure I've told this. Uh, not that it's a story, but I'm sure I've said this fact on this podcast before. But uh, being in the top three triple jumpers at my uh, at my high school, um, making great. it into the uh, the state state whatever competition it was, because I was in the top three <laughs> of the three triple jumpers at my high school. Uh, so I'm very glad to be in the top three of. Of the three Ninja Warrior podcasts <laughs> that exist. Yeah. Um, and you know what, Darren? I think that that's a high honor for us. It, it, my name is spelled right, even though my name is weirder. I mean, my name is, is pretty weird, too, to be fair. It's never been a Lita on SNL. That's true. It's true. Or in the Disney canon. But there also aren't Litas that are spelled differently, like L E E T. L E D A is the common spelling. Really? The I've Greek never way. seen that before. Yeah. So there's a Greek myth called Leda and the Swan, um, which is spelled L-E-D-A. So when mm. I say, you know, I'm a server, um, so I'll, I introduce myself to many people each day and say, like, my name's Leda, I'll be taking care of you. And the number one thing is like, oh, like Leda and the Swan. And I'm like, no. Do you ever get like, uh, OK, Lisa? Oh, oh, my God. My official I think I have a tweet about this, but I was like my like official work greeting is like hi there lisa just like every email that i've ever gotten there you go like my name is right there it's right there but there's there's famous people that are spelled the same way but uh yeah lita l-e-d-a the greek way is the the most famous lita uh, there's a country singer named Lita Ford that's spelled my way. Uh, and there's also a wrestler whose wrestling name is just Lita. L-I-T-A. Yeah, I googled Lita and the first thing that came up was Lita Wrestler. Yeah, Amy so Christine I believe... Dumas. Lita Christine Dumas. Amy Christine Dumas. Her, oh, better known is, as her ring she... name, Lita. Oh, okay. I was like, is she related to Alexander Dumas? Is this another Lita? No, as as you are the one of the top three triple jumpers, and we are one of the top three American Ninja Warrior podcasts, I believe I am the top three most famous Litas on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I think clearly, I don't think this Lita counts. It's not her real name. So uh, that's one down. Okay, so then I'm number two. Lita Ford is definitely the most famous. Uh, and she, she uh, let me tell you, she occupies all of the first page of the Google results. So Lita <laughs> Ford, nowhere to be seen here. Um, yeah. I'm on the third page. I still haven't seen any. It's all WWE. Where is Lita? Is she spelled the same way? Yeah. All right. There she is. No, she's on the third page. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm really ever going to come up on this, but I think I am the most, I am the, uh, the third on uh, Twitter. Maybe. I don't know. There should be a way to check. It's yeah, better than it's better be. than when you Google Terran. There's a there is a gun company named Terran Tactical, uh, and that is apparently the first uh, thing that comes up now on Google if you Google Terran. Oh, great! So thanks for that. That's that's fabulous. Oh, I just put Lita into Twitter, and for people, uh, I'm the third one. There you go. So there you go. I'm before Lita Ford, but this might be catered to me. In which case, shouldn't I be first? Anyway, the vegan wrestler, I mean, the lead, the wrestler Lita is also vegan. Oh. Something about the name. And so is the person who owns the Twitter handle Lita Tweets, which is what I wanted. But uh, Lita Tweets has way more followers than me. Uh, the Terran and, Show, thir- on, on page three of Google, when you Google Terran. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think Lita Tweets is me in like 20 years because her... Her bio on Twitter is active writer and editor. Sports make me crazy. Yoga relaxes me. Vegan food sustains me. All tweets are personal, mostly in left. There you go. Maybe I'm more moderate in the future. Um, yeah, I get it, Taryn. You're very famous. You're one of the most famous Terrans. <laughs> similar, similar in scope to Lita Ford. Yeah. Page of Google. Mm-hmm. There you go. I would say you're exactly as famous as Lita Ford. I, that sounds right to me. You should be a country singer. Yeah. I'll go to she, the stage. She has 177,000 followers. You got, how do you know about Stagecoach? It's been a big thing on Big Brother. Oh, it's been a big thing on The Bachelor, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I saw that. About, yeah. About Stagecoach. Um, 
All right. Uh, anything to promote besides being uh, probably the second famous, the second most famous Taryn? Well, let's not go that far. There's still uh, uh, the Indian film critic Taryn Adarsh. Uh, wow, Taryn Tactical Innovations, literally the first yeah, result. I was not kidding. Gunning for the stars with Taryn. There's Butler. also uh, Taryn from the Black Cauldron. Uh, Did you know that Taryn is the name of Welsh origin and it means thunder? I, I was told that, yes. Wow. Um, yeah, this is mostly Disney and guns. Yeah. And then uh, and then there's, of course, the SNL person. Yeah, Taryn Killam is quite famous, in my opinion. Yeah, apparently behind uh, Taryn Butler, who created this uh, Taryn Tactical, I guess. Yeah. And uh, wow, there's there you go. Yeah, you are third page. Taryn show. And Taryn Wanderer quotes. <laughs> what? By Lord Alexander. I don't oh, know. Oh. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, that's from the Black Cauldron. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, all right. Hey, look, Taron Killam on third page as well. You're exactly as famous as him. Yeah, and his 300,000 followers. You two could be married to Kobe Smulders. <laughs> all right. That's that's what we have. Uh, make sure you check out my... Uh, my check, check out the Taron show on the third page if of you- Google. All you have to do is Google Taryn and go to the third yeah, page. Yeah, I don't even have to plug it. Just Google Taryn. Go yeah. to the third page. It's very simple. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. I'm actually in the process of uh, creating some Taryn Show shirts because I, I wore one Whoa. the other day and people were like, hey, I want I want one of those. And I was like, okay. Like a tank top. Um, you know, I'm I'm starting small, but there are actually like, there are plenty of options. I just didn't want to overwhelm people with options. I want a tank top. I don't wear t-shirts. All right. Well, we'll see what we can do. Uh, okay. You can you can find information about that if you're interested on my Twitch channel. I'll probably have a link there. I might tweet it out at some point as well. Um, but uh, that's what I've got going on. You can also find me, of course, on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. Uh, Lita, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lita Tweeted and on Instagram at Lita Grammed. Um, you can also find my writing at litawrote.blogspot.com. Um, should have something up there on Friday, hopefully. All right. So thank you so much for joining us this week. We will be back next week with, uh, what did you say, Baltimore is next? Yep. All right. So we'll have some fun there and we will see you next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Taryn and Lito will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American